0: And um, my name's Phil, and um, I have the great privilege of being part of the leadership team at Jubilee. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to be unpacking today um, part of Genesis. We're going to be carrying on on our series of Genesis. And I thought it would be really nice, just for a, a bit of a change, just to um, read the opening text in a few different languages. You know, just to hear it. In, in, you know, and and it, obviously this will resonate with a few people, so Angela's going to read it in Russian. And Andrew's is going to read it in Latvian. And then Josh is going to read it in Swahili. And then I'll read it in English, so you can all understand. <laughs> Which is great, isn't it? So I thought we'd start with um, Angela if you want to go first. So this is Genesis, and it's um, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, if you're following it in your Bible. So Genesis 2, 1 to 3. Так небо и земля, и все воинство их. И совершил Бог к седьмому дню дела свои, которые Он делал, и почил в день седьмой от всех дел своих, которые делал, и благословил Бог седьмой день и освятил его, ибо ванны почил от всех дел своих, которые Бог творил и созидал. ударбу ko viņš bija darījis un adusējās septītajā dienā no visa sava darba, ko bija darījis. Dievs sveitīja septīto dienu un iesveitīja to, jo viņš tenī adusējās no visa sava darba, ko radīdams bija darījis. Man zau mbīļi, kā mēs dzīvā māģējās pārkāds atvīt nesemā. Basīm mīngu nāčī, zikamā līdzīkā, zika, nāģēši lāke loti, nāsīku Mungu akamaliza kazi yake yote akastare siku ya saba akaacha kufanya kazi yake yote aliyoifanya Mungu akibariki siku ya saba akaitakasa kwa sababu katika siku hiyo Mungu Akacha akaacha kufanya kazi yake yote aliyoiumba na kuifanya Wow thank you guys Thank you very much That's great thank you it's great to hear that. You know, often when, we, um, when, when you hear the Bible being read in another language, um, especially when you're preaching with a translator, um, you find that um, it takes a different length of time. And um, my, uh, my son-in-law came on mission with us to Malawi, and he'd, he'd chosen this passage out of Kings. And the guy who was translating into Chichewa, um, I think uh, Cameron read it, and it was like, I don't know, seven minutes long. Um, but in Chichewa, it just went on forever. I mean, it was just like... I mean, I could have gone out and made a cup of tea and come back and, you know, it was just like, it was so long. But it's great, isn't it, to hear um, the word of God being spoken. And we are a church, um, a diverse church of many um, groups of people and, and languages and cultures. And we, you know, we want to celebrate that. And, and if, obviously, if I, if I could um, speak in Russian or Latvian, then, you know, I would enjoy doing that too. So I'm going to read it in English. And Genesis 2 basically says, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all of their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. That's it. That's the text. Right, let's go home. So what I want to really talk to you today about is, is obviously um, what, what that means for us as Christians today in, in 2019. 2019 is a long, long way from when um, that passage was written. A long way away, isn't it? But it has real relevance for us today. In fact, it probably has real significance for us today because I think that rest is something that we, um, especially in... The Western um, UK culture is something that we, we, we really don't understand. And God is obviously here trying to tell us that um, he rested. God wasn't tired. He wasn't in need of a break. He didn't need to put his feet up. He wasn't worn out by creating. That's not the reason he rested That isn't the reason we should rest either. We'll come on to that. Adam and Eve um, were the pinnacle um, of creation and they come to this place where they're in this beautiful garden where everything is provided for them. They haven't worked to achieve this. They've just been given it. It's a gift of grace. And they start... Their lives from a place of rest, and if you hear nothing, that's really what I want to say this morning. Is that when you start from a place of rest, you can do so much more, and it's important that we that we get that. They started from a place of rest, and we we are um, kingdom people, and we're looking um, for a, for the kingdom to come. We 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 pray. In the Lord's prayer, that let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth, on earth, not in the heavens, not somewhere else, on earth, as it is in heaven. And we're looking for the kingdom to come. And one day Jesus is coming back. I can't wait. I can't wait. He's coming back. We do know that, church. Yeah, Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, he's gonna he's gonna make all things new. He's gonna restore everything. There's a wonderful passage in in Revelation 21. I'm just going to read it quickly. It says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven. And the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men. And he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. And this is it, for the old order of things has passed away. That's what we're looking towards. And, um, you know, I'm one of these people, my, my whole kind of like um, Christian theology is based around the kingdom, I, I believe that I can access some of that that inheritance to come now, and I, I believe that when we pray for the sick, it's because the power of God comes through the kingdom. And I believe also in in my my own personal restoration. I don't believe that um, health and wealth are an automatic thing for me, I, but I do believe that God is a gracious God, and He sometimes breaks in and and, and heals me, and sometimes He breaks in and and provides for me that He's a, that He's a God who is able um, to do all these things and. and his, his plan for us in the future is this. We will be at rest. We will be at peace. All striving will be gone. All sorrow will be gone. We will be restored. And we will be with God. We will be God's people and he will give us rest. I love bed. Who, who here loves bed? <sighs> Somebody once said to me, if God created anything better than bed, he kept it for himself. You know, it's like... Um, Clean, what is it about clean sheets, right? Do you know when you, right, here's a tip, right, for for total bliss. When you go on holiday, right, before you go out the door and get on on the bus wherever you're going, change your bed sheets, right, so that when you come back into your own bed, it's all there prepared for you and you just go, ah, nothing like bed. And rest is is, is part of the way that God created us. It's his design. I, I mean, who's ever tried to go without sleep? You know, just for, the, just for the fun of it. No, maybe not for the fun of it. But it, it's like, it's really hard. Um, I remember as a teenager um, going on a youth weekend, and, and we all stayed up like um, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. We didn't sleep. We just like up, you know, being mad. And I was like, I got drunk. Not because I was drinking, but because I was just like mad by not sleeping. It can drive you crazy. There's a pattern to our lives that God has created that that we need to sleep. And when you and, and I know that for some people, like sleep, doesn't come easy, and that's really, really um, debilitating, and that's really, really difficult. But I believe God's plan for you is to sleep. And I've got real faith this morning that if you've got if you've got unbroken sleep, let's pray for you at the end. Let's break that. Let's. Let's bring you to a place before God so that we can bring healing, so that you can enter his rest. Because that's what it's about. To give God my best, I need to rest. Right? To give God my best, I need to rest. It's not like um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an option. I need to rest. And if I'm if I'm not taking rest seriously, um, then our lives can get into a, a complete mess. I believe a lot of the Anxiety and the stress and the depression and everything else that we see so um, prevalent in our society is because we've, we've, we've not learned or we've not understood that we need to rest. I'm speaking as somebody that, has, um, as a Christian, is burnt out, and I'm going to talk about that later on, but um, I'm, I spend a lot of time actually planning my rest. That sounds a bit crazy to some people, but I actually plan my rest. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking, if I've got a busy, busy schedule ahead of me, I'm actually planning to rest before I get to that point. Because I've, in the past I've burnt out, and I don't want to go to that place again. The last few months have been absolutely crazy for me and Debs in terms of like busyness, because my daughter got married, which is great. I, get to, I, I got to give my daughter away, and, and I was happy to do it because I was giving her to a great guy who loves Jesus, and, you know, it was a, a great celebration. But, you know, weddings are really busy, and there was a lot of stuff going on. And then I came back to work, and work wasn't great. And so, you know, I've had to really, really f- fight this last couple of weeks to, to make sure that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm resting, you know, and, so that I can go. So I started off looking at um, six things um, that are in opposition to our rest. Um, and then I went to eight, and then I went to 12, um, and I've ended up with four. Right? And, and the reason for that is, is basically is because um, I, I could speak about this probably for um, weeks, because there's so much to it. But the first thing I want to look at is this whole thing about um, not, observe, not observing a day of rest. Um, you've often heard of the word "sabbath. Who's heard of the word Sabbath? And um, Sabbath just basically means an abstinence from work. A day that's set apart as holy. And the Ten Commandments tells us that, um, that we should rest. So in Exodus 20, Joel, if you can flick that through. Is that Exodus 20? Great. So Exodus 20, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you should not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea, and all that in them, all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day, and therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now I want to say that all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for Um, teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness but does that law um, apply to us you know is it is it that you know if we if, if we're you know like say a doctor like ben is and we work on the sabbath are we are we blowing it with god i'm going to unpack all of that as well but it's important to remember that these principles are there to teach us something and there is a principle of resting of taking a day um, so that you can restore, which is very, very important. Jesus um, was walking um, with his disciples through a field, um, and his disciples were picking um, ears and um, pieces of grain, corn, as they went through. It's in Mark 2 23. And um, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read that David did? And he and his companions were hungry and in need. In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. He also gave some to his companions. And he said to them, The Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath, so that the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. The Pharisees had kind of like taken something that was supposed to be helpful, and they'd kind of like um, they'd they'd packaged it with a load of like heavy rules. What was meant to be a blessing to the people had become a kind of like um, a chore in itself. You know, uh, Jesus teaches elsewhere about you know if if if, you're, uh, if your if sheep falls into a well, or you know would you not go and rescue it? You know, and and it's basically it's. It's taking the Sabbath out of context for which God meant it to be. As Christians, we're, we're not under the law. Next scripture, please, Joel. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Galatians tells us, Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one is justified. So if, 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 you're, if you're of this mindset where you're coming to church to get right with God, then you may meet God as you come to church, but you, you won't be able to obey the law. We, we are justified by our faith. And it's him that makes us righteous, not by obeying the law. Some people are looking at me really confused, like I've never heard this before. Really? I don't have to obey? No, we have to take, take the law um, and learn from it. But we're not under it, we're under grace. You know, I've not been turning up to church for 25 years on a Sunday, right, to make myself right with God. I've been doing it because it's good for me. And it's the place that I need to come and be restored. But I'm not doing it out of law. Do you understand that? I'm not doing it out of compulsion. I'm doing it because it's good for me. So what do we need to do? What, how, how do we need to take this idea of Sabbath and rest and apply it to our lives? If, if it's not a, a legal requirement? Well we need to have a day of the week where we rest our bodies. If you're working in a factory or you're working in a a labor-intensive job, you need to have a day off from from laboring and working. You need to rest your body. If you're working in in an office where you sat down all week, then maybe you need to get out and go and do something. Go for a walk. Me, I go mushroom picking, you know? That's my thing. Yeah, skipping through the woods with my basket, singing songs you know that's that's what I do you know I'm, I'm I'm quite happy you've all seen my well you maybe you've not all seen but um but that's what I do or I'll go fishing or I'll go and do something there's there's recreation that I I take part in. and then I need to recharge emotionally maybe you know some of you have really really stressful jobs <laughs> really really tough jobs you know where you're dealing a lot with people and people can be stressful right you know, if you're dealing with problems all the time, it can be really stressful. So, you need to go and get yourself around some people that are not stressful. Get yourself around some family and some people that are going to encourage you. Go and do some recreation. Find, if, you know, some people restore by having people around them, and some people restore by solitude. I kind of like do both. And I like, I like to be at a party, or, you know, where there's food involved, Obviously. Um, and I also like to um, be skipping through the woods on my own with my basket. So it's kind of like, it's mixed, you know. It's it seasons. But in doing that, um, I, I can talk to God and I can, I can restore. And then the other thing we need to do is we, we need to refocus our spirits. And that's, what that's why we're here, really. We're here to refocus our spirits. We're here to come together to be encouraged, um, to worship God together. And then to refocus on the things that are important. Refocus on Jesus. So we're to rest our bodies. We're to recharge emotionally. And we're to refocus our spirits. That's why we come to church. That's why we do Sunday. For those reasons. And that's what God intended. God intended us to rest, recharge, and refocus. We see it so much in Jesus. Jesus wasn't probably um, as busy in terms of 40-hour week uh, as we, most of us are, and some of us go 60, 70, 80-hour weeks, I know. But Jesus um, understood the importance of spending time with his friends and spending time with his Father. And we need to remember that, that, um, you know, Involving God in, in our restoration, in our, in our day off, is a, is a big thing. For some of us, it will be a quick five minutes. Others will stick on some music and get on our faces before God and spend hours. We're all in different places, I get that. But it's really important that you do it. That you talk to God about um, the things that you're going through. And you do that so that you can actually work from rest and not stressed. See, if you, if you put those things in, then when you come to Monday, if you have a Sunday where you've been to church and then you've, um, you know, you've had time to kind of like rest and refocus and recharge, then by the time you come to Monday, you're kind of really ready for work. You're, you're operating out of a place of, of rest rather than a place of stress. If you, if you don't do any of those things and you just carry on working and carrying on doing more stuff and taking on loads of other things and, and, you know, and deciding that you're going to redecorate the whole house in a day, what's going to happen? Well, you might be able to do it for a, for a, for a short time, but eventually what will happen is that you will, you'll get ill. You'll, you'll burn out. You'll, you'll, you'll make yourself ill because you're just trying to take in on too much. But there's a verse in the Bible that says that we should know ourselves, that we know thyself, know yourself. We all know what our limits are. And that's something that we should be talking to God about. You know, what, what am I actually able to do? You know, um, sometimes I will actually, I'll, like, um, I'll cancel everything just to, just to kind of like rest, just to spend time with God. And for me, for me personally, I, I might be um, listening to um, one of the great teachers out there, you know, like on YouTube, I might, I might listen to something um, or I might just stick on some worship music. And just kind of like sit there and, you know, and enjoy being in God's presence. But whatever it is, um, we need to work from um, rest and not stressed. The other barrier is um, social media. And our mobile phones, they're a real barrier, you know. A real barrier to rest. Who's got one of these things? Yeah, most of you. This can really, really um, affect you in a big way. Now, we use the excuse that we have the Bible on it, don't we? Yeah, amen. Carl's got a real Bible. That's good. We use that as an excuse, but um, I don't know. Is it just me? you've got the world at your fingertips. Every crisis, I get news feeds to man, it's terrible. You know, it's like every crisis, everything that's happening, everybody's interaction can just be there instantly on a, on a mobile phone. And if, you, if you're taking that in all the time, it can be a real barrier to rest. If your idea of rest is sitting down and doing social media for three hours, then I don't think that you're going to enjoy that and and actually relax. I think you're actually going to end up more stressed than when you started. Because you're going to be taking on everybody else's problems. And you're going to be refocusing on things that may be... And also some really unhelpful stuff coming down. How we use these things is really, 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 really important. We need to be wise. Our need for human connection and community and contact can never be met by our mobile phones. Our need for human connection and community can never be met by our mobile phones and social media. This is community, right? Real community is our growth groups, right? If you're not in a growth group, please get yourself in a growth group. It's so good for you. You know, it's much better than being on social media. I mean, and, and the amount of like, ways in which people can kind of like communicate with you on this thing is just like mind-blowing. I mean, we've got, let, let's have a look, we've got um, Facebook, WhatsApp, Snapchat, um, Instagram, WeChat, Twitter, what, what else have we got? Who said Tinder? <laughs> Please. But well, we're, we're basically we're bombarded by we're bombarded by images and all sorts of things. And um, who sleeps with this next to their bed? Yeah, use it as an alarm clock. Can we just have the next slide up, Joel? If you're going to do that, you're going to need to have like some serious self-control. So you might wake up with all the intentions that the very first thing you're going to do when you open your eyes in the morning is, is lean over, flick it open and go to the Word of God and like read or listen to the Word of God. That might be your intention. But unless you've got serious self-control, what are you going to do? It's going to ping. It's going to make that delicious ping. And then you're going to be into it, aren't you? And that, takes you, that can take you well away from God very, very quickly. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control i'll read that again like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control if you've got no barrier now each one of you knows where you're at with this stuff but if you've got no barrier and you've got no self-control it's going to rob you of a lot of time time that you could have spent in a much better way it's going to rob you of um, some quality time with God, I would suggest, and maybe even some quality time with your family. Have you been in, ever been one of those family dinners where everybody just sits on their phone? Yeah, and you have to say, can we pack it in, guys? Can we talk? Instead of talking to, you know, somebody on the other side of the world or whatever it is you're doing. Social media can really rob you Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Unless you've got self-control, you need to put something in place. I would suggest that if you can't control it, don't sleep next to it. Put it in another room to recharge. Yeah, And just go to it. Um, Just because it pings, you don't have to look at it. Just because it rings, you don't have to answer it. Did you know that? I'm giving you, I'm giving you permission, right? Just because it rings, it doesn't mean say you have to answer it, right? If you get a missed call or two in the day, don't, don't worry. It's fine. And, and I apologize to all of you out there that have, have pinged me and rung me and I've not answered. I don't always answer because sometimes I've got other things on. Um, I'm not a slave. Oh, please, God, I'm not a slave to this. And I, I know that it's a battle because I've been in that battle. I'm not speaking out of like, you know, I've conquered it. I'm, I'm telling you that it's a battle. So please, social media. And then the last thing really, really quickly, because I'm running out of time, um, that robs us as rest is, is um, materialism. Just wanting more. That striving and that kind of like trying to achieve more than, you're able to achieve, that running after money. Next slide, please, Joel. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered away from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. Money is such an uncompromising God. And if you run after money... It will only leave you wanting more and more and more. If you've ever met very, very, very wealthy people, um, they always want more. They always want more. It's it's a God that will never be satisfied. It's a God that's always demanding, and you see people in the world just you know just completely consumed with trying to trying to get more and more and more money. Ecclesiastes 4 7 says this again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. Ecclesiastes is a book written by Solomon, the wealthiest guy that's ever lived. And after the great accumulation of wealth and everything else, he basically just says it's all meaningless. It's all a lot of rubbish. That's the kind of like the theme of this book. It's a great book to read. And he says again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither a son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. A miserable business, he says. And running after money is a miserable business. It's a miserable business. You'll never ever be satisfied. You'll never have enough. If you make God your money... I mean, if you make money, you're God. (laughs) If you make money, you're God, then you'll never be satisfied. And that's why we need to trust in in, in Jesus. That's why we need to be content in, in all things. We need to, you know, be content with what we have. Will God provide for me? Will God meet my needs? Yes. Does he care? Yes, he does. Does he know what you need? Yes, there's a whole passage of it. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what you will wear. Is life not more than food and your body not more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to his life? It's so true. It's true. It's true. Do you know you're God's favorite? I keep telling everybody this, but you are God's. You know that, don't you? You're God's favorite. Tell just tell yourself, "I'm God's favorite," because you are. You know, and and that relationship that you have with God, he, he cares so passionately about you. You know, he you he can be trusted. He can be tr- if you if you really put your trust in God, he can be so trusted. You know, he's he's a faithful God. And the last thing I was going to say was basically striving um, for acceptance, and again that can really, really rob you and of of rest, because if you don't feel accepted and you're striving for attention or striving for uh, for that, it 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 can rob you. And I that's I was saying about me burning out. So when I first came to Christ, um, um, I was in ministry after a, a couple of years of coming to faith, and um, and I was like, you know, I was hitting it from. I was at every meeting, I was at every this, every that. You know, I was always there. Um, and then I was so busy that I forgot to spend time with God. Uh, I was so busy that I forgot to rest. I was so busy pleasing other people that I, I missed the big thing. And I think that's now why I'm so um, passionate about... I mean, I plan my rest. And that's because I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm on empty. If you're empty this morning, you know you can be full. You know, I've had some great, I mean, I had a great time yesterday, just like in the presence of God and God just filling me. I had a great time in the worship this morning, God filling me. If you're giving out of what God's given you, then you, you're going to be fine. But, you know, some of us, we, um, we, if you've got a low opinion of yourself or you're not securing who you are in Christ, then you can burn out because you can be constantly saying yes and um, you know, there is a word in the English language, no, um, and you can use it. You know, can you help me do this? No. Right? Sometimes you need to say no. And again, you know, I give you permission say no. It's okay. You can say no. It's also good to say yes. But you can say no. And that's important to understand. That your value is not about what you do. Your value is not about what you It's about who you are. Your value to God is about who you are. And you are his child and he loves you. And um, I think if you're going to be busy for God and if you're going to be busy in work, then you need to rest. Matthew eleven 28. I'm going to leave you with this and then hand back over to Sue. Um, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and I will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We need to work from rest, not stressed. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Thanks, Phil. If the band could come back up, please. And if you've got children in Explorers, if you could go and and get your children and bring them back in.